right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back here on Patchwork Heart Radio, radio for the Catholic heart. You are listening to Young Catholics Respond right here. And uh, today we have an awesome treat for you. Uh, we have a live interview with Joe Sales. Uh, Joe Sales is 28 years old and married and from Konechker, Ontario, Canada. He was three months premature. He was born three months premature at one pound, five ounces in London, Ontario, and was raised in Chatham, Ontario. He has an interesting life story, uh, but that can be saved for another time. He is active in his local community and parish life. Joe is a supply educational assistant for his local Catholic school board. Joe loves to spread the gospel in all that he encounters, and in his spare time, Joe has done motivational speaking where he talks about life, faith, and his story. So welcome, Joe, to the uh, show here today. Thank you for having me. Hey, it is great to have you. Uh, I hope that introduction did you service, but, um, you know, I uh, really enjoy, uh, I, I know we connected on Twitter, the uh, the, the Twitter world is, is so great, I love it, uh, but uh, we wanted to chat a little bit about uh, the liturgy today because I know it's something that you love and I love as well. So, so I know you have some experience, Joe, with uh, the Latin, uh, the extraordinary form of the Mass. But what do you like most about Mass? Well, um, I I honestly don't know if I could pick one thing, but um, the the reason I say that is because I love the liturgy in general especially in the ordinary and extraordinary form. But with the extraordinary form, I find that there is more uh, reverence. Uh, The ordinary form is beautiful as well, but I I believe there's some work that needs to be done when it comes to reverence. Uh, please, please know that, like, to everyone, to everyone listening, that I, I have nothing against the ordinary form. I, I actually attend it quite often, as well as the extraordinary form. Uh, there, there, there is a saying that I came up with recently while planning uh, one of my blog posts. And the the saying is, uh, I feel, well, first of all, I find that this uh, saying fits perfectly. The saying is this. There is reverence and beauty and beauty and reverence. I believe this should be applied to all liturgies, whether it be in the ordinary or extraordinary form. Yeah, that is uh, that's beautiful, Joe. Uh, you know, I uh, and in fact, I I go to the extraordinary form of the mass uh, a couple times a year. Probably not as often as you do, um, but I when I when I started uh, doing youth ministry a few years ago, one of my friends at uh, my parish said, "Have you ever been to an extraordinary form mass?" I said, "No, I've never been to one." And so he takes me over to this mass, and you're right. There's something that's so reverent and so beautiful about the mass in this form and you know uh you see so much more of the old testament don't you when you when yeah. you look at that um and you know perhaps for the first time and maybe i'm totally wrong uh on this but i was but i was there a couple of weeks ago with my friend uh, 
watching the extraordinary, well, not watching, but participating in <laughs> uh, the extraordinary form of the Mass. And uh, I saw the two altar servers at the elevation of both the uh, Sacred Host and uh, Precious Blood pick up the chasuble of the priest, just by hold the chasuble of the priest by the, by the back. Um, of course, they're wearing fiddleback, so it doesn't go all the way to the ground. So he's got the, uh, the just, just touching it, pulling it slightly away from the priest. And I, uh, I, my, my meditation shot and led me right back to, and I don't know whether this is right or wrong, and maybe you can help me here. Uh, it led me right back to the uh, scripture where, you know, somebody would, in the Holy of Holies, grab, tie a rope around the priest because uh, they weren't themselves allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies, right? Uh, so they'd have a server or, or a person stand behind the priest with a rope around his waist in case he was to die inside of the, uh, inside the Holy of Holies, you know, uh, on that one time of year that he was allowed to go in there, right? So, uh, yeah. my, you know, that, that, that's where my head shot, and I don't know whether that is the reason why, uh, they lift up the the uh, chasuble of the priest in that situation, uh, but it just that's where my head went. Like, oh, that's amazing! That's incredible, you know. Um, so, so I, so I, but you know, I, I don't know if you can provide any, uh, you know, thoughts about that. I, do Do you see that? At the, I mean, is this like a common thing? Do you have you have you noticed that at the masses at all? You You want to? I I find uh, I find that. That happens quite uh, often in the extraordinary form of the Mass. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not sure why that happens. My guess is as good as yours. Okay. But, um, I, I do like I do like what you said um, in in regards to like the Holy of Holies and like. I like I said, my guess is as good as yours. Yeah. Um, I'm like I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the uh, extraordinary form, but I'm constantly learning new things. Awesome. That yeah yeah me me too. I you know I I I think having both forms is awesome. And uh, there are, just so our listeners know, there are many, many different rites of the Mass. It's not just the extraordinary form or the ordinary form. Uh, you can check it out uh, on EWTN. They have a whole, EWTN.com has a whole list of uh, rites and uh, churches that um, are in union with Rome. Uh, so that if you were to travel to uh, like a Byzantine rite, and uh, I know that they have a, uh, they, they one of their uh, claims to fame is that they, uh, serve uh, communion on the spoon, on a spoon, um, and, uh, and and that's interesting, very interesting. Um, there, so uh, but you know, definitely check that out. That, that link is on EWTN. Or you can just Google different Catholic rites and masses. Um, it's very, it's very interesting uh, to see these different forms. And do and as you mentioned that you know the ordinary form has a long way to go with reverence uh, sometimes, uh, but. You know, when we're in the Vatican or we're uh, at a at a really well done ordinary form mass, uh, do you see some of that beauty uh, come back into the ordinary form as well for you? You want to know what I do? Um, speaking of beauty in the ordinary form, um, I I I um, it makes me makes me think of my own parish. Um, we we just re- back in. 
I, last year, uh, we got two new uh, parish priests at my parish, and um, they're uh, the scaled uh, Carmelite order. Okay. And uh, they're they're both uh, from India, mm-hmm. and um, the, I forget how long they've been in Canada now for, but um, yeah. they both. Like they're very reverent when it comes to the liturgy in the ordinary form, yeah. and like Ed, I that's I I I love the fact that like there is beauty in the ordinary form. I I just wish though that we as Catholics could see that beauty like more. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that the beauty isn't already there because it right. is. Right. But right. I, I, like I said, I do think it could be shown more. Yeah. So. Yes, uh, I, 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 you know, uh, I agree with you on that, and you know, we have that idea of progressive solemnity in the church, uh, where. Now, now we have the you know after Vatican II we have this progressive solemnity model, right? So we so we follow uh, going from the from just a ordinary day to a feast day. Uh, if we have a Saint Feast Day, there would be more solemnity in that, and then you have a uh, solemnity you would call it uh, you know Christmas, Easter, um, the you know the big high solemnities, uh, and of course every Sunday is a solemnity. But uh, but we have, we use that progression, and unfortunately, I think a lot of parishes don't um, use that progression often. You know, uh, you know, at, at my own parish, we try. Uh, I I train the altar servers, so we try to uh, to do to follow that. You know, uh, we'll add candles at a certain point in the mass, or we'll have incense to show that beauty. But I but I think you're right, Joe. In the majority of places, uh, especially I can speak here for the United States. I I grew up on the East Coast, and now I'm in the Midwest. Uh, you know, I, I can speak to say that you're right. They, there's, you know, 95% of these parishes in the, in the country, you don't see that. Uh, and the extraordinary form of the mass just has that inherent beauty because it was, because it's existed for such a long time, you know? Uh, and, and so I think that that's sort of, uh, I think you're right on about that. And I think, how do we bring that back in to, to parishes? How do we, uh, say, Hey, look, we need to, we need to see this beauty. Well, it's a lot of the priests, right? There, our priests have to do it. And I'm glad that you have a couple of good uh, descaled Carmelites. We have we have a good set of descaled Carmelites up by us here at Holy Hill in uh, in Wisconsin as well. And they're and, and you're right, the mass is beautiful with them. So I'm glad you do. Um, now, uh, you know, people often wonder. They often ask me, uh, well, where does ma- Where does the word ma- Why why do we call it mass? <laughs> you know. Um, why do we call this Mass? But it, it comes from this Latin term at the end of Mass, actually. Uh, Eta Misa Est, right? The Mass has ended. Go forth uh, living your life, uh, you know, go forth living the gospel out in your lives and all of those little uh, chant and responses. So if Mass is all about leaving, which would stem from the title of it, right? If Mass is all about the leaving and transforming the world, uh, what are some of the ways that we can show the beauty of the Mass to others, or how have you done that uh, in your life? I, I think that in the sense of leaving, when we enter the church 
for Holy Mass, we leave our old self at the door. Yeah. When we when we receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, our lives become transformed in that moment because it, it is when God like connects to us through His Son. Yeah. And it I I love uh well when speaking when speaking to people whether it be individually or groups I I love talking about the Eucharist and how it transforms us as Catholic Christians uh the Eucharist is and should be the center of our lives yeah Un- unfortunately with some people that is not always the case. Right. Um, Jesus sacrificed a lot for the world. Yeah. And he died on the cross. His body and blood come alive to us each time the Eucharist is celebrated. Yeah. The, the beauty of the Mass, in my opinion, can be found in the liturgy, but also in how we act once we leave after the final blessing. <laughs> yes, don't, don't you find that in like every uh, every human being uh, that that uh, it's it's I guess it's due to our sinful nature, right? I guess it's due to our fallen nature that you know as soon as we leave mass, we're bashing each other in the parking lot uh, and flipping yeah, each other yeah, off. There are times, yeah. You know, and it just it just is so uh it's it's so funny. I mean you just you just have left mass, you have Jesus inside of you. Uh, I I've heard that it takes fifteen minutes for food to digest inside of your body. Uh right? So yeah. so uh, for fifteen minutes inside your stomach, uh you are carrying much like much like Mary carried Jesus, uh you're carrying him around. And you know Yeah, and like I Speaking of uh, like receiving Jesus, like I I heard like I forget who had said it or where, but I remember hearing. Actually, now that I think about it, it um it was one of my uh, pastors at my parish. He said uh, when we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, we then are like tabernacles. And yep. our bodies, like, have Jesus in us. Yes. Uh, isn't that awesome? They just, it just is, it just is amazing to think that it, it, it's, you know, I and and for all, you know, I, I don't want to start bashing, you know, uh, bashing our Protestant brothers and friends or, or you know, Protestant, you know, brothers and sisters here. But it, it's amazing to think that, you know, we're the only denomination of Christianity and and we're uh, the only denomination in the, I think, the only religion in the whole face of the planet that believes that their God loves them so much that he wants to be a part of them and intimately love them so much that he wants to enter their very body and possess, and, and, and possess them, you know? Not, n- not, yeah. not in a sick way, not, you know, not, not possess them in a sick way, but possess them because he loves everything about us. You know exactly. You know, and and I and I just and I just you know, if 
if that's true, if that is just if that's true, then you know I I don't understand why there isn't any other. I mean, you could never convince me to to to, to abandon the church. You know, you can never convince me to do that because, because, because of the Eucharist. I mean, there's lots of faulty doctrines in there, or, or or seemingly faulty doctrines to my eye and to and to others' eyes. You know, or things that we disagree with with the church. I'm sure you have you have some things that you know. Oh my gosh, I don't necessarily completely get it yet, um, and that's okay. But you're not going to get me to abandon it because because I don't like you know because of the Eucharist. I, I can't get it anywhere else. I can't get it at a ballpark and you know uh, in anywhere. You can't you can't find it at a hockey rink. You can't you can't get it anywhere else. I uh, I was telling my wife. Well, first of all, my wife uh, she's uh, Baptist. Yeah. And um, I I was having a conversation with her recently, and I I was telling her. Uh, the fact that I, I love being able to go to Mass on Sundays and even during the week and know that I can receive Jesus at any time I want. Yeah. Whenever, whenever there's a Mass available, of course. Right. And uh, fortunately with my parents, we have a Mass every single day. Uh, sometimes uh, it's twice a day. And others, it's just once a day. But um, like Catholics are lucky in that sense because we do get to receive Jesus every Sunday. And not to bash our Protestant brothers and sisters, but like, I, I do, in a way, feel, feel bad for them because they don't have that opportunity like we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, like... It, I, I've I've also seen like a lot of non-Catholics who walked into a Catholic church and received communion, mm-hmm. and like it, I, I I just feel bad. Like I feel sad for those, like for our brothers and sisters who are not Catholic because like yeah. they definitely are missing out on something exciting and something very life-changing yeah i uh i agree totally agree it's uh it's it's something and i think once people find that in fact you know uh some of our uh converted you know brothers and sisters that you know convert to catholicism from uh being protestant you can't tear them away from the eucharist with with a set of wild horses you know it's impossible right because because they found this treasure and sometimes you know for cradle catholics as you grow up, uh, you can sort of lose that magic of you know, uh, or that, or that, or that, um, uh, that that connection to the Eucharist. But 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 for those people who convert, oh my gosh, it's like wham, you know, it hits them in the face. You know, uh, you know, you think about people like Scott Hahn and and uh, you know others who have converted uh, to Catholicism, and, and you just my gosh, it's amazing. You know, they 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 can't pull away from it. Um, and yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Speaking of uh, Dr. Scott Hahn, I actually had the privilege of meeting him last year. Oh, awesome. And like, I've also met like Dr. Peter Kreef and yeah. uh, a lot of other uh, um, professors and whatnot in our faith. And uh, like, they're, they are uh, a source of inspiration. And it's people like them who 
encouraged me in my own faith journey. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's uh, they, you know, their writings are awesome. You know, I, I think Scott Hahn's uh, book, The Supper of the Lamb, uh, is quite possibly the one of the best modern works on the Eucharist out there. And you know, as as we talk about the liturgy and mass today, uh, you know, pick up his book if you have not read it. Uh, people listening out there, you know, pick up his book. It is just so fabulous. Uh, talking about the liturgy and the mass, and you're totally right. Those people who are, uh, who are, you know, inspiring us to live our faith. Uh, we we need we need good scholars, and and Dr. Scott Hahn and uh, Peter Kreeft and um, another another great uh, up and coming scholar I heard speak this summer, Matt Frad, um, who is just fabulous uh, and on fire for Jesus. You know, uh, we need people on fire for Christ and. Uh, in 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 that line of apologetics too, you know, defending the faith because we get yeah, stomped exactly. on. We get we get stomped on. In fact, um, Cardinal Dolan was in our diocese uh, last night, and we had a he had a big uh, talk uh, 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 last night at our diocese in, uh, center, and uh, it's we we call it the Pallium Lecture, uh, and and our Archbishop puts it on Archbishop Jerome Lestecki and. And so uh, Dolan, Dolan was talking about last night um, just how to do apologetics. We, you know, you know, you know, we can't go back to the old thumping uh, that, that that you know and guilt tripping people <laughs> into becoming Catholics because that that, that that's not how it works. Um, but but I, the, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, he was saying that we have to be gentle and reverent. Um, gentleness and reverence has to be the. Uh, the air of our conversations with 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 Protestant or other Protestant brothers and sisters and anybody who's interested in the Catholic faith or attacking the Catholic faith, you know, that's that's so important to do. Uh, and 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 Dolan hits it right on the head when he says, "Yeah, we have to do that." You know, it, it's not the old thumping. It's not the old, you know, you know, you're going to hell if because obviously that has not worked. But we have to flip that around and say, you know, uh, we have to. Say, yeah, speaking. Yeah. Speaking of like what you just said about going to hell and whatnot, um, I, I've noticed, like especially uh, on the internet, there's been a lot of um, passion amongst uh, Catholics, and like I, I just want to um, encourage uh, listeners to uh, please pray for the church as a whole. Please pray for like speakers and those involved in online ministries, uh, especially like for people like Bill, because like it's it's important and like the thing that I um the thing that doesn't make me happy is the fact that I've noticed that a lot of people involved in media work, especially in the online um, atmosphere, is that people are starting to lose focus of what really matters. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, that, that's not right at all, and people, people need to get back to what they know and what they love, and like, mm. we, we, can't, we cannot lose focus. No. Especially when it comes to something as serious as the Catholic faith. 
Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think you know. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right on that, Joe. You know, we and and we can lose focus, and and we can get disheartened too. You know. Uh, yeah. We can get disheartened real quick. You know, blo- uh, bloggers and uh, and and people just you know they they shouldn't be attacking. They should be telling and you know and and you do this. You know, I mean, with your with your personal story, I'm sure. Um, you know, and I do this my personal story too. You know, I've had three open heart surgeries, and and with your personal story, I, I'm sure that you know, telling people about how great God is in your life because He's done so many great things. Just it, it you know, to steal the line from Matthew Kelly at nauseum because I do it all the time on this show. Uh, he says, "Holiness is attractive," and 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 if and if you show people that you're trying your best to be holy and you're trying your best to do holy things. Then it's attractive to other people. You know, we don't have to talk about, uh, you know, all of these uh, ugly things. You know, Satan and those people uh, who work for him or or who are trying to tear down the church uh, always want to focus on the negative things about the church. So here is, and this was what Cardinal Dolan's point was: let's focus on the positives. Let's let's tell people about how much we love Jesus. Because as soon as we do that, what happens? Uh, exactly. You know, and uh, and I think and I think that we uh, and you know and, and and you're doing a great job of that uh, all over the internet as well. And you know, and and, and speaking to young people, speaking to uh, to to uh, adults as well. You know, and 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 speaking to them to inspire them. You know, and and as soon as that happens, uh, and they have an encounter with Jesus Christ, a real encounter in the Eucharist, I've got them for life. You know, as soon as you yeah, know, you know. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure I've, you know, beaten into my listeners by this point, uh, you know, that, that this is important or whatever, but, but, uh, you know, continuing to talk about the Eucharist is the most important thing we can do. Um, so, uh, so, you know, what do we say to these people who, uh, who, who say, you know, we can do a little bit of apologetics here. What do we say to these people who think mass is boring and always the same? You know, we hear that from a lot of our, of our ex-Catholics. Uh, Cardinal Dolan touched on that last night. He said the lar- the second largest Christian denomination identifies themselves as uh, identifies themselves as ex Catholics. So um, you know what do we do to help bring people back who say mass is boring and always the same? You know, have any suggestions? Well, uh, for me, like, I I'll be honest, uh, there there was a point in my own life when. I was like that, and I found Mass to be boring and always the same. But, however, that that all changed when I first experienced the extraordinary form of the Mass. Uh, Attending the extraordinary form has helped me have more of an appreciation for the ordinary form. With the with the extraordinary form, mass is said in Latin, and you will find that it is a different experience altogether. With that being said, I would encourage uh, people who find mass born and or always the same to check out an extraordinary mass if they if they have are able to, whether it be locally or even if it means you have to drive a bit of a distance. Right. 
I would also recommend or encourage people to pray hard, that their minds and opinions about the mass will change. Yeah. Hopefully by hopefully by checking out an extraordinary form of the mass and with lots of prayer, their hearts and opinions about mass will change. I I find that it is often within the ordinary form that people have negative comments. Oh, yeah. It is really unfortunate. And I have found that since I have attended the extraordinary form, I don't find those negative comments so much. So they are there sometimes, but not as much as I have found with the ordinary form. And like I said, I really hope with lots of prayer and experience of the extraordinary form that people's minds and opinions for the liturgy in general, will change. Yeah, f- for sure, for sure, Joe. I think that that's an uh, uh, important thing to note. And I think people, you know, view this mass, you know, boring or always the same. I I tell them that, you know, and maybe I'm a little harsh for doing so, but I tell them that they're boring um, and they're always the same, you know, um, because they have done nothing to stretch their spirituality outside of mass uh, and uh, outside of uh, you know, going to Mass on Sundays or doing anything to educate themselves further. And, you know, your suggestion with the extraordinary form is awesome because uh, it isn't approved. You know, people want to know, oh, is this still approved? Are you still allowed to celebrate that? Yes, you are. Yeah, Pope Benedict uh, did a great job of promoting that. And In 2007. Uh, yes, yeah. in 2007, yeah. And, and and he really did, you know. So it's something that we should go back and and, and, and celebrate and, and explore because... Because uh, it is a totally different experience. I find that a uh, totally different experience, uh, especially if you have a high mass, you know, with the bells and the incense and the choir and everything going. It just, it, there's something, oh, yeah. you know, there's something so awesome about that and so incredible. Uh, we've got to, we've definitely got to go back to that and uh, see that. And especially young people today, you know, I mean, you know, you're 28, I'm 28. So, you know, we didn't have Vatican, we didn't have Vatican II, this whole big changeover thing. And then the, and then the, you know, hippie-fying the mass with puppets and all this other junk that was thrown into it. Oh. We we didn't have that, you know, as as part of our formation. Thank God, you know, that I was spared for yeah, that. Exactly. Um, you know, some of my parents, my, you know, my parents' generation, people in my parents' generation, and our parents' generation, it's like, whoa, what, what the heck? Um, you know, you had to go through all that pizza and beer masses and whatever else was going on, all these other awful sacrileges going on. But, you know, I think that that, uh, you know, for young people, it's so important. And and all they can say is, oh, well, I hated that old mass. That old mass was so bad. I'm like, no, no, time out. Let's go back to the old mass and take a look and see the beauty, as you've highlighted. You know, just so much beauty and so much uh, so much reverence. Yeah, that, that word, I, I love to use that word reverence because, because uh, you know, it's it's easy to to not be reverent with uh, the... With the uh, with the other ma- with the ordinary form of the mass sometimes because oh yeah we got it it's going on uh, next thing you know what I mean <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah we got it next thing okay move on father didn't give a great homily today and 
and I also find that there's a big thing in the church today. People, uh, mass is so boring. The priest is such a bad homilist. Like, are you serious? Are you going to mass to hear somebody preach? Is if that's what you're going for, get out. Just, just you might as well just stop going. You know, altogether, you might as well find a church that's going to be, you know, lift you up and inspire you. Yes, priests are called to, you know, explain the gospel in, in an engaging way, but, but I'm not there to hear, you know, Father so and so give give me a great homily. Why? Because I'm there for Jesus. I'm there to receive Jesus. I'm there to uh, enter into this great mystery. And I think so. The education on the mass has to increase as well. You know, and, and I. I... I uh, I was just gonna say like I like we we should not be at mass just for the homily like like I said the Eucharist is and should be the center of our lives. Um, when I when I think of the homily, the liturgy of the word, um, I I believe that it complements the Eucharist. And it helps us to understand um, yeah. like what we yeah. what we're about to experience because like when when people sitting in the pews see the priest elevate, we still got you, Joe. Understand what's going on. Oh, maybe uh, there might have just been a little bit of hiccup in the internet connection there. Uh, but can you still hear me? Yes, I can. All right, go ahead, continue. Sorry, there must have just been a little hiccup in the internet here. Yeah, no problem. I, I was just saying that um, uh, be, uh, be, that um, when it comes to uh, the Eucharist, like in the liturgy of the Word, that the, I find that the liturgy of the Word and in, in the homily, like. It complements the reason, the real reason why we are there, yeah. because it helps us understand what we're about to experience in the Eucharist. Because when some people who sit in the pews, when they see the priest elevate the body and blood, they some people don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I and, agree. Yeah, so I, I agree that the liturgy of the word uh, complements um, what happens within the Eucharist. Yeah, it's it's uh, as as you were talking about earlier. Just uh, you know, go back to that uh, quote from the Constitution of the Sacred Liturgy: uh, the two parts, meaning the liturgy of the word and the Eucharist, in some way go to make up ma- that go to make up Mass, namely the liturgy of the Eucharist are so bound up with each other that they amount to one single act of worship. You know, they're so close to one another. They're so, uh, you know, it, it complements it so well, to, to use your uh, term. Uh, and and I just, you know, go, I, I mean, for me, when, when somebody said the Word becomes flesh and dwells among us, you know, uh, the, the, from the prologue to the Gospel of John, when somebody says that, I just think of the Mass, because that's what happens. The Word, being read, being proclaimed, not being read, but proclaimed at Mass. Right? Oh, incredible. Yeah. 
You know, it just it just is incredible. And then and then and then we watch as that uh, becomes explained to us. And then after it's explained to us, and you know, and, and we get this, uh, it's the Emmaus experience too, right? We have the we have the uh, disciples on the road to Emmaus. You know, our hearts start to burn within us, and, and the homily should make us do that. Uh, but you know, they, right? It should make our hearts burn within us and inspire us and be an explanation. Then after that, what happens? The breaking of the bread, and we recognize Jesus. So. So that's something that's, you know, uh, also very important uh, to remember that, you know, these two are so intertwined that we have to have them. They're so close and so uh, intimately united with one another that that it, that is illegal to say Mass without the, having the liturgy of the Word. You have to have at least one reading in a psalm and a homily in order to make Mass legal. It's, it, it, you know, it, it's illegal for a priest just to, uh, you know, whether that's the term or not, it's uh, I believe I believe it's illicit. It's an it's an illicit mass if a priest goes over and he just starts with liturgy of the Eucharist. Why? Because we have to we have to the word has to become flesh. It has to, we have to have exactly. yeah. you know. Uh, so uh, it's it's really really uh, just an amazing amazing thing with the liturgy. Um, so so as far as uh, your stuff goes, Joe, I want to make sure I give you some time to. Uh, Promote your uh, awesome blog and um, and uh, and your uh, stuff that you're doing uh, north of the border here in Canada um, because you do have an awesome ministry and uh, you know uh, it's easy to connect with you on Twitter and all those things. But I'll let you uh, sort of uh, promote it. It's uh, the the blog is joesales.rune.io. Uh, I think I got it. I think I got that right. But uh, is that yeah. right? Yes. And and what do you do on the blog? For I basically what I do is I I discuss uh, life, faith, and issues in a real and authentic way that will encourage and empower others. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. We need more people like you to do that, Joe. Uh, and of course, you also speak uh, in your spare time, as you <laughs> as you say. I do, yeah. Uh, and, and you're involved with uh, the Catholic School Board up in your neck of the woods, which is which is a great thing to do. Uh, you have, I assume, you have kids at Catholic uh, Catholic school. I I actually don't have any kids. Oh, you don't have any kids, but you're involved with. No. Uh, oh, okay, very good. So you're yeah. very, very good. So you, but you, but you, uh, but you're involved with the school board and Catholic education is is a huge, huge uh, thing. Even if it's in religious education, right? I'm, you know, um, it doesn't have to be uh, Catholic schools. Uh, you know, it, it can be religious education programs, but Catholic education—that's the most important thing. Uh, that we got, we got to teach yeah. our kids about Jesus. Uh, and um, so, so you're doing that stuff, uh, and. Uh, what else are you doing up, um, you know, or what else inspires you or, uh, or, you know, helps you, helps guide your life? Well, um, I would to encourage, well, first of all, I, I would like to encourage everyone, uh, no matter where you live or how young or old you may be, to consider donating, uh, to your local diabetes association or Heart and Stroke Foundation. Um, this is a uh, personal uh, matter for me because my mom, uh, Julia, uh, passed away back in November of uh, 2012. 
she had a uh, heart attack uh, in her sleep, and uh, she was fifty years fifty years old when she passed away. And uh, I, I just uh, want to ask you all out there in the listening audience to uh, please remember my mom's soul and please pray for my entire family. Uh, of course, uh, it is uh, very very important, especially this year, as we will be approaching the one-year anniversary of my mom's passing yes. coming up in a couple months. Yeah. Um, and I, I would also like to encourage listeners, if you have not done so already, please consider making a total consecration to Jesus through Mary. Uh, a great website and resource for this, I find, is myconsecration.org. And you can actually order free consecration materials from the website, such as the book, 33 Days to Morning Glory, by Father Michael Gately. Yeah, that's a great book. And, and it's, uh, I'm... I'm just uh, early on in the book myself, but um, it's a really great book, especially yeah. uh, for those who are interested in consecration. Yes. Um, I, I also want to encourage people to uh, pray for our priests because they really need it. Uh, pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and uh, please remember to pray the rosary it is, personally, it is one of my favorite prayers. It, it is a prayer meant for all Christians. Uh, families who don't already should learn to pray it together as a family because it, it will strengthen you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the rosary is awesome. The uh, consecration to Mary is also a really, really important thing. Uh, Joe, you hit that right on top of the head there as well uh, with that. Uh, you know, Mary uh, and consecrating ourselves to Mary is a really important thing. Uh, it's uh, it, it's giving ourselves over to her uh, so that uh, she can uh, lead us closer to her son is basically the whole the whole point of the of the exercise. Exactly. Um, and and uh, I believe that that book I've I've seen it uh, in several uh, different places. I have not read it, but it's an awesome book by all accounts of people that I have talked to, uh, and. Uh, the uh, total consecration to Jesus through Mary uh, by this Father Michael Gately, um, I believe he, I believe he uh, combines both Saint Maximilian Kolbe's uh, total consecration to Mary, which is the MI consecration, and uh, Saint Louis de Montfort's. If I'm correct, uh, I think he sort of yeah. steals both, you know, from both of those schools of thought to combine into one and- powerhouse. <laughs> Like about the book, like you can actually get it for free. I I believe I mentioned that, but um, yeah, you can yeah. Uh, get it for free off of uh, myconsecration.org, and uh, like it is available to anyone in Canada or the United States. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, we'll uh, encourage you to listen to that. Uh, read about that. Maybe we'll uh, I'll get a post up on the Twitter or on the blog on my website to remind people to do that. Uh, but uh, I want to extend a uh, huge word of thanks to you, Joe, for joining me today. 
um, on the show. Thank you for having me. This has uh, been a lot of fun. I hope we can do this again sometime. Uh, and Definitely. Yeah, maybe uh, talk about your story and and, and more as we uh, as we go through uh, beating to different Catholic hearts. You know, I mean that's that's the amazing thing about this. Uh, so uh, so thank you so much. Uh, I want to um, again make sure I plug your blog real quick again for our listeners. It is uh, joesales.rune.io. Uh, and if it's okay with you, I'll try and post a link up there, Joe, on my website, too, to reciprocate, okay. you know, on that so people can take a look. Um, yeah, th- we'll do. Yeah. Hey, uh, thank you again so much. Uh, we're going to take a short break here on Petrol Car Radio after we say goodbye to Joe here. Um, and uh, we will uh, talk to you guys later on. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Bill. All right. Have a good one. Thank you.